Hello and welcome. I am Caleb Ferris. I'm Candy Parker. And I'm Greg Osborne. And this is Action Surge, a podcast where hungover heroes and depressed demons alike can listen to us sages give shitty opinions on all things D&D. Each week we will discuss different aspects of D&D from character creation and world development to the ridiculous antics we have gotten away with in our own campaigns. Alright, welcome back to Action Surge. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Session Zero, all things to do before starting your campaign. Um, so, what is Session... Session... Yeah. <laughs> what is Szechuan Zero? Szechuan Zero. <laughs> it's, it's a little spicy. It's a little zingy. <laughs> it's, it's great, actually. It's I great. love it. Oh, my chicken, favorite, yeah. my favorite Chinese cuisine. <laughs> Anyways, Session Zero. What is it? Uh, I guess, Greg, you're the you're the sage here. Please oh. explain to us what a Session Zero is. Gotta put it on me like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, what I like to do when I'm running a campaign is have a session zero. This is the session before the campaign officially kicks off. You're not actually role-playing. It's more of a metagame narrative where you sit down and you discuss things like uh, player's consent, uh, what kind of characters everybody's playing, player introductions. And then, you know, I like to, I have a little uh, exercise that I like to do that uh, develops character knowledge of each other uh, before the game starts. That way, you don't. I one of my pet peeves. I you know, old school. So many games start in a tavern. I mean, it's so cliche because mm-hmm. it's true. They just you, know, you start in a tavern and there's a brawl. You know, everybody somehow the PCs all know to fight on the same side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and get to know each other, yeah. and and it's it's kind of hackneyed, and uh, I, I just I feel like there are better ways to to handle that, and I like I like starting the narrative ongoing. You guys already know each other. Mm-hmm. How do you know each other? And we'll we'll discuss that. Okay. But but first, let's yeah. talk about uh, what, player consent. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about player consent. So. Um, to me, player consent is whenever you have a discussion with your players about what they want to see in a game and what they especially do not want to see in a game. So um, how how have you guys talked about player consent in your games and how has player consent been talked about in previous games that you've played? So again, just going back to a session zero is that this is also like player consent is probably something you should be talking with your players about even before session zero. Even though session zero is the important place where you can all sit down and have a serious talk about what you expect from the game. This is also a perfect time, if you don't do it beforehand, to talk about consent and um, basically limitations. Right, and and I, I think that's a, a fantastic point, Caleb. Um, what, what I typically do is I like to have, when I'm running, I like to have one-on-one conversations with people so I can I can gauge because there are always going to be people who are not comfortable, even in a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons play for years. They just don't feel comfortable uh, speaking up in those kind of group areas. So, you know, I, I, I like to talk one on one with players. You know, are there are there any topics that we need to avoid? Is there any anything you know? That, and, and there are quite a few of them: you know, mm-hmm. uh, child death, uh, sexual assault. Uh, just romance, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, uh, there, there are 
because there are people that just aren't comfortable with that. Yeah. And then there are people who are super comfortable with that. Yeah. And it's fine. You just have to define the game. Yeah. Right? So if, you're, if you've got a table of five players and four of them are all gung-ho, you know, ah, I'll play anything. It doesn't matter. But you have one person that's like, I, I'm just not comfortable. Sex, sexual assault is very triggering for me. Cool. Then you just don't. That that's everybody at the table needs to know that starting in, because as the game master, you have a lot of control over non-player characters and interactions that way. But you have zero control party to party. So player character, player character. So everybody has to know and set the expectations up front. I think, and that's what the session zero portion of this is. You have the pre-session zero where you're discussing as you go along because you're friends. And talk these things out, um, unless you're doing something like Adventures League, where you, know, you may not even know the players until the moment they sit at your table. Um, but even then, it's super important to have that discussion, so yeah. that at least, you've, at least you've checked the box, and you've made sure that there weren't no-go areas. Yeah, and that's what um, Caleb did at the beginning of his, our most recent campaign is like sending saying hey everyone send me a message either now or later about your limits your soft limits and your hard limits about like what is acceptable in this game things that you want to avoid you know just like something that players don't have to say in front of everybody and a private message to the dm and then the dm can you know talk about it discreetly and say hey um so for this this campaign we're just going to avoid um, talking about, or we're going to avoid things like child death and stuff like that's not going to happen. And um, I just want to make sure that everyone's comfortable with this. And um, we want to make sure that everyone at the table is comfortable. I've been playing for a really long time. I've never had somebody say, oh, no. Yeah. I have to be able to murder children. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Never once so, it's a part of my backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and and like I think that if player consent, just having that discussion with your players at the beginning of a campaign, just really sets like uh, make you know sets sets the, sets the tone for the campaign and says that like we're here to have fun and we're here to play a game that uses our imaginations, but we're not here to make people feel uncomfortable. We're make we're here to make people feel included and involved. And if a player feels like they can't um, uh, like be a part of something because they're uncomfortable with it. That's not fun for them, and you don't want to make someone feel excluded because of that. So, Ken, what do you what do you do in the case where you have two people with just diametrically opposed expectations of game? Just well, se se no, se segueing away from player consent or going towards well, within second. Let's just specifically talk about player consent. You know, you've got oh. Uh, I don't know. There's, there could be some people who are very much like, you know, throw it at me. I'm ready. If you've got it, I want, you know, I want a compelling game that's going to make me cry, you know? And there's some people there that, you know, they really didn't come here to cry, <laughs> you know? They came to get away from their traumatic upbringing yeah, and talk yeah. about a really wholesome upbringing. Yeah. And here's the thing, guys. D&D is an excellent tool if you really want to. If you really want to, is an excellent tool to explore your own trauma. Right, it, it's a really great healing mechanism in that way. Don't force people to do that. <laughs> like if people, people want to use this game to heal. They'll let you know. Right? They'll let you yeah. know that they want that to be a part of the development. Right. You don't have to be like 
explicit about things as well. Like uh, when you're playing the game, that like if something happens, you don't have to be like, um, well, the child over there uh, just got murdered. You can just like, if that happened, you know, you know, you can allude to something without expressly stating things that right. are going to make people like, or even just like gory scenes, like, uh, like if there's like an autopsy or something that happens and people aren't, you know, autopsy like, in, on and off the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the, first of all, player consent in my experience is a relatively new concept. Uh, absolutely. We, when we, I first started playing, that was not on the table. That right. Was just about ten years ago, I played when I played a horror game, uh, not Dungeons and Dragons, another other tabletop RPG. That uh, it was fun. It was a great game. And uh, when I finished the campaign, uh, my buddy's wife came. And she said that was amazing. That was so. You did such a good job. I can't play in a horror game again for a while, though, because it's just, I know I'm going to have bad dreams. It's just terrifying. So, you know, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and when finally, several years later, player consent started to be a thing, I think back on these things like, man, if we had player consent before that, and I sat down and be like, okay, we've got this, this is the world. It's a scary, scary world. And, mm -hmm. you know, there bad things happen, and it's adult content. And... You know, you, you there's a sanity track. Right, <laughs> you might you might go insane because of the terrible things that happen. Right, that would have been a perfect time at, at session zero to talk about that and and the expectations of the game. Because you know, if you have somebody who's like, yeah, that's not for me. I hate the idea that you know, one, I ran a great game. It was it was fun and it was scary, and there was some you know kind of sad undertones to it. At the end of the day, she didn't want to play that kind of game anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That's that's too real. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. wow, this is awesome. This is a masterpiece. Yeah. I am not gonna touch it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's me like scary movies. There are certain movies out there that are terrifying, but are some of the best productions in art that have ever come out. But I, I myself, do not do well with horror. <laughs> uh, I just do not. It is ever since I was little, scary movies. I don't sleep. Uh, I just don't know why. Um, My wife's the same way. Yeah, yeah. and hates. Yeah, and but I'm just like I was like, this is an amazing movie. Never talk to me again. <laughs> Have you ever like encountered a situation in a game where your your players? Uh, might be alluding to something that hits a trigger for someone else and that you have to kind of rein that in. Is there ever something that you've had to like, you know, yeah, manipulate I mean, a situation away from? Yeah. I mean, more so now that we're starting to kind of take care of this up front. I remember a game uh, at an adventure league table and we had had player consent before, before the game started. And one of the, it was a mixed table. I think there were like three girls, two guys that sat down at my table. You know, and I think the three girls knew each other. And I don't think the two guys knew each other except maybe peripherally. And I didn't know any of them. But we sat down and we kind of talked about expectations. And, you know, I was, I was running him through a, uh, an Eberron campaign uh, at first level. And it was, you know, just very fluffy and, one of the girls was like, you know, I just, you know, I'm here to have fun. I really, you know, I'm not, what she said was, I'm here to have fun and kill things. 
I'm not really interested in the romance part of this. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the guys was playing a bard, and he, right out of the gate, started hitting on her. Mm. You know, air quotes, as a character. You know, right. I, th- I think it was his really ham-fisted way of trying to, you know, signal that he thought that she was cute or whatever. And she clearly had zero interest in this dude. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe 30 minutes into the game, and I was like, okay, we need to take a break here. Um, everybody go get a drink or whatever. And hey, uh, whatever that guy's name was, can you can you stay here for just a second? I was like, dude, you have to stop hitting her. This game yeah. is supposed to be fun for everybody, and I get that your bard is, you know, a sexy, here again, air quotes, sexy bard. But a literal sex machine. Yes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, what what you're doing is you're invalidating your role-playing. So I'm going to have to ask you to stop, um, refocus that energy in another way, you know, be helpful, you know, show, show your affection that way. Yeah. You know, and... And to his credit, he reined it in and stopped hitting on her. And when she left at the end of the evening, she was like, oh, I had a really great time. I'm like, great, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and so, you know, <clears throat> and and she never once said to me, you know, I do not like this guy hitting on me. Yeah. But I could sense it. And when you're at the table, you'll be able to tell too. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that's important to do is like, is if you can gauge how people are really reacting to things that are happening at the table that like, especially as a DM, you have the power to say, all right, uh, I know we're playing a game, but you know, we need to stop doing this. And, you know, however you do that, whether it's privately or, um, you know, to multiple people, you know, that's going to be dependent on how the game is going. But, you know, it's definitely important to stop behaviors whenever you see them coming on because, at the end of the day, it's a game, and we're all here to have fun. It doesn't have to be a real world and a real world action because it's a fantasy world. And that, like, if your character, if you're doing something because your character would do it, then, and it's, you know, hurting an actual player, actual person <laughs> at an actual table, then you need to adjust the behavior. Right. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, certainly at a, at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, how is, how, how is my acting? Uh, uh, actually really hurting all the people around me. Right? Yeah. It, it, like, uh, and it, it's perfectly okay to do something that would go against what your character would do in order to help everybody have more fun. Yeah. Right. And I think that like, if you as a character, like if your character is facing a decision where it's like, I think my character is going to do something that might hurt another player. Talk to them, talk to them about, what your player is thinking about doing. Like in the game that we all play together, there's another character that um, likes shiny things. And my (laughs) character has a really shiny special object. And so that player came to me outside of the game and said, Hey, um, I, my character is thinking about uh, stealing your, your special item. How would you feel about that situation? And, you know, we talked about it and, and he was, you know, we talked, exchanged a conversation about how my character would respond and an appropriate way to do it where I didn't feel uncomfortable at the table. And I think that is a perfect way to go about doing something where you're respecting the people at the table, not making them feel 
isolated and right. uncomfortable <laughs> and, yeah. and, un, and not knowing how to respond in a certain situation. Yeah, no, that was a total rock star move. It yeah. was very much like, yeah, that is a level 20 move. You won yeah. D&D. Like, and, and, that, and that's okay. I feel like that's okay for the DM to do too. And it's like, hey, um, so something might happen. And you've done this with my players too, is like, hey, something might happen. And I want you to be aware that this is happening. Uh, please tell me if you're not going to be comfortable with it. And giving your players a heads up because it's okay to be a little meta when it comes to when it comes to when it comes like, to personal experiences. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the bottom line is that D and D is just a game of personal experiences. Yeah, yeah. wrapped wrapped up with shiny math that rocks. Yeah, yeah, shiny math rocks. Go click clack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing too, though, I, I just absolutely have to mention as we go on too, though, is that consent can change. Wow. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Is that, is that, it's not locked in in session zero where they throw it in a vault and they seal it and there's a handprint and an eye scan and all that. And they go, <laughs> nope, you're good with child death. You said it. Right. <laughs> if in the campaign something happens and you're like, yeah, I'm totally cool with it. But then it comes about and it happens and you go, oh, oh no, I'm, I am not reacting to this well. Mm-hmm. You have every right to back away from it, to leave the game. To tell to, your DM that yeah. you're uncomfortable with yeah, it. I, yeah, I, I would recommend starting off with a conversation. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, uh, you know, I know I said in session zero that I was okay with child death, but uh, this one hit hard. And right. I'm not going to lie. And, you know, and, you know the, the thing is, is that we're not static. Things happen in our lives, too. Yeah. Um, in, our, in our real lives. Um, <laughs> In our fictional real lives. In our fictional real lives, things things happen. And so, you know, whereas you, know, you may not have experienced something in real life that, that made you feel like any of those topics would be off limits, mm-hmm. something could have happened. Yeah. Know? And so, yeah, it, it is always one. And I, I would say that's an important, an important note to make in your session zero is, you know, here we're going to have this uh, player consent. We're going to discuss these things. And the way the way I typically handle that is, like I said, I, I talk one on one with my players, mm-hmm. and then I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, now I know which person has a problem with child death, but I'm not going to say Gary doesn't like child death, so none of you get to play. Child. <laughs> no, no, fucking no. Gary. None of you get to Gary. None of you get to play Casper the Friendly Ghost because he's a dead he, child. Yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, but instead, sit down and say, hey, look, you know. A few care, or a few players uh, do not like the idea of, of child death. It, it's it's triggery for them, so we're not going to include that in this game. Uh, a few others uh, uh, do not want uh, sexual assault in the game, so we're not going to include that. But uh, racial diversity or, or races, nobody seems to have a problem with that, so we're going to kind of go ahead and continue on with that, mm-hmm. even though as Caleb has pointed out before in real life races aren't a thing <laughs> don't at us <laughs> don't at me I have a master's degree in anthropology <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> so leave me alone <laughs> uh, yeah and I think that like knowing that it's fluid knowing that your circumstances can change and that and also like you don't know how you're going to respond to something if i've never experienced child death in my in my actual life and i and i experience that in a game that can still be traumatic oh, and that can still be something that i don't want to experience again or like or even just like and it doesn't have to be even that 
like it doesn't have to be that big it can be small little things that you don't want to see if if like you know if theft is a trigger for you and like you don't want to experience um like major theft or something if if that is like that's perfectly acceptable and all of your um all of your limits are valid and and that if you're playing at a table that doesn't respect your limits leave Absolutely. Walk away because don't put yourself in a place to be like validated. Yeah. And if you're game mastering at a big table and everybody is, is okay. And one person has a bunch of hard limits, like clearly not fitting in with the group. It's okay to say, you know, maybe this isn't the table for you. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that is valid too. But you know, the, the thing I think, I think we're all trying to get to is, respectful communication discourse you know don't don't call people out you know in front of everybody else yeah you know just have a dialogue yeah don't add them in the chat add them in the dms there you go yeah yeah i mean you don't have to add them it's a little like you can just address them professionally or <laughs> i suppose i don't know i'm aggressive <laughs> well yeah i mean i think and i think that like that's that's funny because Caleb is such a huge teddy bear. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm a teddy bear, but like that's because I'm very aggressive and solving my issues right off the bat, and I will forgive you. <laughs> I will be like, I can't believe you fucking did this to me. You ruined my life. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> it's okay, man. I forgive you, bud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So. Have you guys ever played in a campaign where your consent has been violated or that you feel like you've needed to walk away or you talk about, we talked last episode about those kind of benchmark characters yeah. that you, you know, I remember that character. I had a, so I remember that character and that <laughs> character. I had uh, my character Strathnall the gray. and He was this half elf who was very, very proud of his half elf lineage. Was he gray? Uh, he had gray hair. Oh, okay. There we go. And, and, uh, and wore gray clothes. But, you know, he was very proud of his Elvish heritage, and uh, the game master, in a bar fight, uh, uh, ganged up on me with a bunch of NPCs, and they knocked my character out, and while I was unconscious, they notched my ears. They cut the tips off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Isn't that awful? Uh, you know, uh, and... It bothered me on so many different levels as a player. Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, all right, first of all, these are randos in a bar. How right. would they know that that was something I was super proud of? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that seemed, it felt very personal. Oh, no, that, that's 100% targeted. Right. <laughs> it's and, and targeted so, and it's like, and it's meta in a way that's, you can't, you can't re reciprocate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, he killed everybody at the bar. I mean, in a murder rage, uh -huh. right? Because you know, again, this was twenty something years ago. I was much younger and hot headedy, and not afraid to kill everybody in a bar. Yeah, you know, it, it it was a more loose moral time where I didn't really consider the right. But the, that sticks with you. It, it did. Again, you know, twenty something years later, I'm yeah, like, we're still, you know, still remembering it. Notched to the ears of my half elf. And so, you know, and then, you know, there was a side quest that got my ears healed. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Talking about, like, really shitty re recompense. Being like, hey, dude, uh, sorry. Uh, hey, you know, you can totally get them uh, uh, 
<laughs> Grown back. Uh, it was a joke, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah as a DM, you should, you should realize really quickly you went a little too far. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of, for me at least, like, a lot of that has to do with, like, uh, agency in my character. Like, like, do I have control over the situation? Or is someone specifically doing something where I cannot, like, do anything about it? And I think... That, that affects so, my consent. Yeah. And, and this is so funny because the same game master in another game, uh, we were playing in this uh, BattleTech, so it wasn't D and D, but it was very warlike, army driven. Mm-hmm. My character got captured and tortured and mutilated oh. and mutilated, oh like God. lost an eye, um, which eventually turned into some really cool character growth, where my character was just totally insane for a while, mm-hmm. but. It would have been super cool if we talked about that beforehand. <laughs> yeah. You know, hey, I'm thinking about going down this path. Are you good with this? Instead of, I'm just going to do these things to you. Yeah. It's, it's a world of difference. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes. Like, do I have a choice in what's happening? No. If I don't have a choice, please let me know. Please tell me. Right. If, if you're putting me in a situation where... My character is going to be, like, potentially upset about something. Let me know so I can decide whether or not, or, like, so I can be prepared for something. Or, yeah, yeah, at least at at the bare minimum, at least somewhat prepared of the possibilities. Like, if, if your character is not okay with, like, burglary or, like, you know. like, here's the thing is that some people might, like, laugh a lot because, thievery and larceny is a very common theme throughout D&D, is that some people have been stolen from, and that is an invasive act that some people don't recover from. Some people have PTSD from having their houses broken into, because yeah. it's it's a it's someone cracking into your personal life and saying, hey, you are touchable. Right. Right. And, like, and like, if that's going to be a component in your game, say, I just want you guys to know that something might happen along these lines, be prepared for it. And if known players have explicitly stated that, like, hey, I don't want that to happen, then, okay, maybe proceed with caution. But, like, if players, like, hey, I know that this is a thing that happened, but I really don't want this to happen, then just accept it and move on and create a different storyline. You, you can throw in different dynamic adventures that don't have to do with violating your player's consent. Now, obviously, you know, Dungeons & Dragons... There, there is. There are weapons that will take your limbs off. Yeah. And there are prosthetic limbs. Yeah. And prosthesis is a a human thing, mm-hmm. right? But before you go down that road, just talk to players. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. Right. If your player goes up to you and goes, "Hey, I want to, I want to, you know, prosthesis with rockets that come out of it." You know, it's a lot different than, hey, I'm going to cut off your arm and give you a rocket prosthesis. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, right. Because, because. Prosthetic. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, because it's a collaborative game. Right. And that may be the story you want to tell as a, as a DM, but that <laughs> may not be the story that they want to play as a player. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it, it cuts both ways. And it's super important to take that balance, I think. So, yeah. What about what about you, Candice? Have you ever had your consent violated in a game? Um, well, I think it's I think that it it kind of goes back to establishing like 
it all up front and that like if you're if you never verbalize what you're uncomfortable with then it's it's hard to have your consent violated if you never said what you didn't want to consent to and so like if you played it a game either uh before player consent was talked about or even like you joined a game late and that conversation had already been had then it's really hard to be like hey uh please don't include um like parent death i really don't want to experience that in my game um that's really uncomfortable to me and that's already happened in the game and that is a common theme then that's hard to deal with you know right. and that you have to kind of i don't think i've experienced anything specifically in a game I've played in, but, like, I think there are lines. Yeah. I think there are lines, uh, you know, that, like, have been almost crossed when you don't really realize it. Like, Like, I didn't know that, like, I was uncomfortable with this until it happened. Right. And, I mean, those are what we would call soft limits. And, like, they talk about this uh, at length in the new expansion to the uh, by Wizards of the Coast that is uh, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, where they talk about the social contract um, the search of the table and hard limits and soft limits. And soft mm-hmm. limits are those things that will just prod at you that go, I'm not, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. I don't know if that makes my game, like, is this going to make my, like, has a potential to make my game a little bit more fulfilling, but also, I, I don't know if I can keep doing it, you know? Yeah. I know. I've had, I've had plenty of character opportunities that have happened like that where it'll be like, it'll be like okay, I guess we can do this. I'd, I'd rather not, but if we get through it, it'd be really cool. And and no, a couple times it didn't work out that way. It was one of those things where it's like, okay, this is a soft limit of mine. Um, wow, this didn't turn out in good development at all. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had not done that, and I wish I, someone would have talked to me. That, that yeah. gonna happen. Well, I think in that last campaign that we were in, I think we kind of ran across that with the whole uh, death jester and uh, when the the paladin of vengeance accidentally oh, shit. Yeah. killed a bunch of, of people, of, yeah, of, of civilians, you know, yeah, just, purposefully, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it's like like uh, so this paladin's aura uh, could cause psychic damage, yeah, and 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 people were caught up in it, yeah. It and, wasn't much, but you know, he, sh- the, he was surrounded by civilians, yeah, so, commerce of uh, four HP, and, yeah, and it just. And they were given. They were given the the DM. It was very much like this will kill people around you. Do you keep your aura up? And the player care in the in the player character who was admittedly, I think, neutral evil. Yeah. Uh, was um, at the time. I think. Yeah. At at the time. Yeah. For the before character development. Yeah. Was was like oh yeah I know. And we were all just at the like. A few of us were just like, oh, war crimes, <laughs> war crimes, war crimes, war crimes. Keep the civilians out of this. And then one of the characters was like, was was also like, well, I would because someone's brother was about to be executed, and was like, well, I would keep my brother alive at any cost. And so did a wall of fire around it around her brother, which ended up killing twenty some odd even more civilians. civilians. Even more civilians. <laughs> Jesus. And then we were also like. Like, ah! it was one of those things where it was like, this is what my character would do. Right. But everybody, almost like most of the table was like, was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think that like, there are, there are things where I am okay with backtracking and like 
what, what's it called? Retconning? Yeah, retconning. <laughs> ret guys, retconning is a legitimate game tactic. Oh, absolutely. And the, change something in the past that happened that doesn't make your player uncomfortable. Like, if something happened, change it, it move on. We don't have to dwell on it. Like, Luckily, we had a game mechanic, though, to change everything that happened. At <laughs> <laughs> a terrible, so. terrible cost. Yeah, at an awful cost, but <laughs> still. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, like... It's it's just something. Keep it flowing. Keep it. Check in with your players. Make sure that they're happy. Make sure that they're comfortable. Players, check in with your DM. Players, check in with other players. Say, hey, is this okay? My character's doing this. Are you okay with that? And just have a constant flow of communication with everybody at the table. It's not just the DM's responsibility to make sure that everyone is happy. The DM gets to have fun too. And yeah, yeah. Uh, to all my fellow DMs out there, uh, it's totally valid for you to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> like it I is would say mandatory. Yeah, it is absolutely one hundred percent. You should be having just as much, if not more, fun than the rest of the players. Not at their expense. I'm not going to say that. All right. And um, here's the thing: eternal love to DMs, but also very wary because I've met plenty of bad DMs. Right that 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 go out and use their players as pawns at their own expense. To uh, win the game, to, to win the game as oh. the D, as the DM, yeah. um, which at that point you know just play Sims. I don't know, uh, but uh, but like like DMs work so hard, so very hard, and a lot of time we have to play therapist as well as the as the agitator. Uh, which... You have to know so much because whenever your player walks into a fucking like tailor or something, you're like, hey, I want uh, a suit, and you're like. I don't know anything about fashion, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it, but it's not exactly great to just be like, all right, you get a suit. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. I love to do on, in those kinds of situations is to turn it back on them when I don't know. I'm like, oh, yeah? What kind of suit do you tell them you want? This <laughs> 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 tailor can't help you unless you describe, describe them in, detail, yeah. in detail what you want. Yeah. And, you know, whatever that may be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I think we've... Uh, Talked about player consent. Um, yeah, we've, we've gotten pretty hot and heavy. We've gotten pretty hot and heavy. Um, uh, let's move on to other session zero discussions, um, which is like, how can we decide how players know each other or yeah. how they're going to meet at the beginning of the campaign? Yeah, which can be, which like, some people won't know, like, if you don't meet in the correct way, that can just break your campaign right there. Uh, won't happen often. It's so but hard. It's, like, like having your your PCs not know each other is such a more difficult task for the DM, um, which is to, to completely valid for all your people to be strangers, of mm -hmm. course. But uh, if you do that, it's really up to the players to have to start liking each other. <laughs> it's so hard to have the DM to be like to be like, oh no, you all hate each to other. To give everyone, I'm supposed to, make you a, I'm supposed to make you a cohesive party. Yeah, to give everyone a reason to travel together, to fight together, to be on the same team. That can be hard, and especially if player if players have different interests. If my player wants to do this, and your player wants to, you know, like do something completely different, how are you making a cohesive party? You know, and it's not just the DM's responsibility. Yeah, I it's think. the worst is when you're swinging back and forth as the DM. Okay, so we're gonna finish up your time in the in the frozen north. Now we're gonna go over to. To Gary's character. Um, so, we're in the Temperate Isles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. How are we bringing everyone together? And so, right. what do you guys have any tips for doing that? Or do you guys like to establish, 
like relationships prior? So what, what I do in session zero is I, I sit down and I've got this circle of questions is what I, what I call it. Um, is that a new druid subtext? It's, it could be, it could be a circle of knowing each other. Um, and so basically what I do is I, I start at the table and, you know, I, I pick up a, a player and then I, the person to their left. And I'm like, okay, uh, you two had an argument that last night. What was it over? And how was how was it resolved? And then I let them narrate that, and that just assumes that they know each other, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then once they've done that, then I pick the the person at the left, and then the person to their left, and then I ask the next question. You were almost arrested in the town of wherever. What, what for? And how did you avoid jail? Or did you spend a week in jail or an indentured service? What happened? And who were the major players in this drama? And I let them narrate that. Right. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking the heavy lifting of, of getting these characters to know each other. I'm handing it to the players. Right. <laughs> um, so here, here are some other questions. And, and, I, and I just go around until everybody has talked about somebody else. You know, yeah. in this in this circle, so you know, people across the table from each other may not have any direct knowledge of each other. We, they may never have you know had an interaction, but it doesn't matter because I know this person to my left, and they know the person to their left, and mm-hmm. they know that person. So yeah. it's you know, it's a game. Yeah, of Everyone's telephone. connected in some way. In some way. So here, here are some of the things that I have. Uh, you both have a crush on or an interest in the same what? Is it a celebrity, a local person? How did you do to discover this mutual admiration? Uh, you both got drunk recently and each shared a secret with each other. What was the secret? Um, you're having shared dreams. What is the dream? What happens in the dream? Why, does, why do you think that uh, the dream is happening and shared? Um, you work for the same individual. Who was it? What job did you do? And how did you meet during this job? You shared a tragedy. Oh, no trauma. You've lost a loved one or something important. Not necessarily the same things lost, but lost to or because of the same thing. Mm -hmm. What did you lose and what caused the loss? Uh, You both owe a debt to someone. Who do you owe this debt to? Uh, What is the debt? How did you incur the debt? Do you intend to pay it back? <laughs> um, you, oddly, share distant familial relations by marriage, adoption, possibly. So, you know, if you've got uh, the I, dwarf and the elf sitting next to each other. I actually love that one so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, you're, it's like, this is Reginald. He is my third cousin, twice removed. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an orc. <laughs> yep. He's <laughs> on our mother's side. Uh, we don't talk about it. Yeah. Believe it or not, great grandfather hacking the. Three-eyed, where they got their round. So the next one I have is you both hate something. What or who is it that you made that makes you hate it or them? Why do you hate them or it? Uh, You both train together at somewhere. Um, And of course, this will all be specific to your campaign world. Um, But do you both still belong to this organization? If so, why? And If not, why? Uh, You two are the only survivors of... Battle, excursion, <laughs> some things. Yeah. Battle X. Uh, <laughs> violent uh, tsunami, something. You, you're survivors. Mm-hmm. How did you survive? You two fought in the same war. Were you on the same side? If you weren't, 
why are you two talking now? Did one of you save the other? Um, so anyway, those are, those are all kind of ideas and, you know, you can take those or, or extrapolate from them and, and think, build your own. I think that's really awesome and really creative to do, to establish connections with your players beforehand and making it easier for everyone to get along and have relationships. It just, as a DM, it makes it so much easier. I had never, I didn't even think that, uh, think about that. Yeah. And the thing is that when we talk about associates, it's harder in our minds, even as different people, to be rude to associates. Right. right? Whereas at session zero, it's so, I mean, at session one, it's so easy. If you don't know someone, just be really standoffish. To shoot them in the neck? To shoot, like, to, <laughs> that actually happened in a session. <laughs> to shoot them in the neck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to be best friends. <laughs> just you wait. In, in 30 sessions, me and you, we're going to be married. But right now, I am trying to kill your character. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, totally, totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a really creative and good idea to just set up a session where we talk about what we have in common. You know, I, I think that's, you know, the, the thing to remember is that this is such an imagined, imaginative game. It's, it hinges on imagination. And so, you know, some of the, some of the shortfalls on that are that it's, it's easy to stormtrooper mm-hmm. everybody, right. you know, which is when the, the war crimes happened. I, <laughs> I, I you know, I, I think it, it's easy to sit at a table and say, you know, you're surrounded by commoners, and you'd be like, yeah, okay, well, I just walk through and, right, you know, I punch one in the face. Right, right. It, it's totally different if if you can in, envision or ground that in reality, mm-hmm. you know, um, in some way, and so I think that's. You know, that is, is part of your job as a DM is to narratively structure that in a way that, you know, are you sure you want to cast that wall of flame? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely, I, I would save my brother at any cost. Okay, you cast wall of flame. You see as it starts to, to light up, there is this baker standing in front of you with this look of horror on his face as he starts to smolder and his clothes start to catch on fire. And you the can bread smell, starts to burn. You can smell him burning. Right. You know, and if you have not covered that in player consent, you're <laughs> totally okay. <laughs> right. there, there will be a trigger warning before this episode. Right, right. <laughs> right, and we can, we can talk about, too, about how uh, how important it is to try and make the world real, not just like a video game to people, where people are just like, the NPC, hello, traveler, here is a quest. And there's an icon above it. Yeah, you just quick save and then pull out your longsword and just start hacking away. But yeah. like, is that, is that this still a living, breathing world where these people, like, there is there is not, not just consequences, but like believable consequences that are all on the same level, but, uh, but and, and, and then living, breathing people that are going to be interacting with Right. Well, I think there's a there's a, a huge difference between a consequence where I don't want to do this because I will get in trouble, mm-hmm. and the consequence I don't want to do this because it will make me feel like I'm a terrible person. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's, just, yeah. it's like it's like in D and D where there's technically like really no limits to what you can do. It's oh, like man. it's like what makes you what makes you on the quote unquote good side. And you know, I saw this in a meme the other day that was like I was like because being mean makes me feel sad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like establishing why your character acts the way they do and are there consequences for their actions that like is they're gonna have to reflect on later down the road if they kill that like 
tiger that's just, you know, existing in the forest, is their god going to, like, have a reaction and say, hey, you, uh, I'm the god of peace. Do you remember that? Uh, you made a vow of peace and not harming innocent things. Uh, do, do you remember that? And you're like, well, you know, <laughs> there are no consequences to my actions or whatever. That, like, you... Yeah, wait, I thought that way that was contractual. I thought yeah. it was, oh, that was implied. Uh, it's, yeah, and I and like yeah, I mean, I think it's just important to make a world that allows characters to have consequences for their actions, whether good or bad. The bottom line is, is that this game is supposed to be fun for everybody. Yeah. So these are just tips and tricks towards. Uh, yeah, anyway, towards that. Yeah, yeah. And, and at no time, don't ever think that these are like he's like this is what you should do. And you should not stray from these from these instructions. Right? <laughs> like yeah. these these are all again, hence we're all here with our own mm -hmm. opinions, good and bad. Or what we call a guideline, the actual rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for joining us on Action Surge, and we hope to see you here next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you.